You're listening to The Big Reviewski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas. We kind of, geez, we all wished out of that one, just didn't we? I was afraid. I was afraid it was going to get too excited. Low energy. Hello, everybody. My name is Owen Doherty. We've got Rory Cash Hello. And Justine Stafford here. Hola. On the bonus feature. Hola. Or any other Spanish language speaking country. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hello to all our Spanish listeners out there. Welcome. Chicos and Chicos all over the Globos. Um, welcome to the Big Review Ski bonus feature. Yeah, if you heard our last bonus feature, which was with, oh God, I know who it was with. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, no. You listening. It was Joe Cornish. It was Joe Director Cornish. of um, The Kid Who Would Be King. We went, we got pretty excited with the buh, 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 yeah. at the start and Aww, didn't want to like scare the musical. You should listen Aww. back to it. It's actually pretty melodic. <laughs> yeah, no, it was harmonic? good. Melodic, melodic, but yeah. was there very harmony? no? There was it was no. more kind of as we were saying, there were like kind of like counter rhythms to each oh, other, which was Pharrell good. is going to steal it for <laughs> yeah. his Robin Thicke track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week, following on from Joe Cornish, we have another super talented English director, Mr. Stephen Merchant. Um, he's got a brand new film out called Fighting With My Family. You can check out the full review of that, it's on the latest episode of The Big Review Ski. And spoiler alert. It's really, really good. It is quite it good. It was, yeah. yeah. We're fans. Big fans. And uh, and big fans of Stephen Merchant as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has a massive following already from his TV writing work, uh, including The Extras. The Extras, no, Owen, that's not what it's called. Uh, the the office. office and Extras. So this guy's probably just like a multi-millionaire because they've recreated, well, The Office in so many countries around the world anyway. But he's obviously coming back and making uh, his own films as well. Um, but Roy, you had a chance to catch up with the tallest man in the world. Yeah, um, apparently he doesn't like jokes being made about his height. I read that on the trivia section of his IMDb, oh, page IMDb. while I was that. researching the, the interview. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. fair. It's probably at the start, it's fine. And then. Yeah, like unless the joke is good and original, then don't, uh, don't come to me with your weak ass height. Of them all. Yeah. And he, like, it must be difficult for him to hear them because he's so much higher up than the rest yeah. of everyone else. <laughs> was that okay, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Anyway, we were chatting about his new film, Fighting with the Family. Uh, we talked about whether or not... Holy moly, is it Fighting with the Family? No, my family. Oh, okay. I thought I kept calling it the wrong name for ages. <laughs> uh, we talked about uh, whether or not The Rock is actually as nice as he appears to be. And he has a fantastic, uh, like, old-school, deep-cut reference for how The Rock is as nice as he is. I'll, just, I'll let you listen to that okay. uh, yourselves. Um, we also talked about whether or not he would feel comfortable directing The Rock in a future Fast and Furious movie now that he's done a film with action sequences in it and he countered that with a very interesting remake instead which again I will let you uh, listen to him Can't talk wait. about um, how difficult it is to cast someone like Lena Headey who you would normally uh, associate with being just straight up terrifying thanks to Game of Thrones and also Dread of course yeah oh, sweet love. Um, and he, he had a great, great answer about how she came to be involved. A lot of great answers. <clears throat> You're building this yeah. up, Roy. A lot of great answers. Uh, he talked about, because he was the voice of the evil robot in the Portal sequel. So 
instead of boring him with yet another question about when are you doing more office stuff, I, I asked him what's happening with a portal sequel, and he answered answered that one too, in a great way. In a in a, in a in a way, <laughs> and uh, I asked him about of all the franchises in the world, in the whole cinema world, which one would he love to be involved in? And he answered that one too. <laughs> so basically, wow. you asked him a series of questions. Yes. And he gave you a series of answers. Sequentially, yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> remarkable. And we call this a... An what? Interview. 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 Um, looking forward to it. So this is Roy you Stout. You don't have long to wait. No, okay. We Any know. second now. We do a countdown. Five, four, four B, three, B, two, two B. One. One. Oh, and it's... I don't know. Oh, nice. I didn't know what was happening. This is Roy's chat with Stephen Merchant. Did you spend much time in Dublin before? Um, I've been here a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've come here socially. I've come here uh, to do stand-up. Oh, yeah? All sorts, yeah. yeah. You enjoy it here? I love it. Great crowds for comedy. Yeah, we do love to laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, big yeah. fan of laughing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's surpri- pop- laughing surprisingly popular all over the world, I've discovered. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you go to this crack right in? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to get the most obvious question out of the way first, yes. just just so we can ask it, and then it's done, and then we can move on with our lives. Is that yes. cool? Great. Um, what can you tell me about, and is it ever going to happen, Portal 3? Um, I don't know anything about Portal 3 in terms of whether it's happening, whether it's been developed. Um, I honestly, if, if, if I had information, I would share it with you. you I have not been told about it. Have you heard that, that it's something that's happening? It's just—it's one of those things where, you know, you'll hear a rumour and then a few weeks later there's no follow-up. And just your, your, your voice performance in Portal 2 was one of my... Favorite all time voice oh, performances in anything. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I figured if anyone were to know, yeah, no, like I said, they haven't told me about it. Nothing. No. And that's too bad. No. All right. Well, then we can just move on to Good. the movie. At least stuff. we've got. At least we've got that. The big, the big questions dealt with. Um, is the Rock as nice as he appears to be? Because there's literally, I think, one person in the entire world who seems to not like him, and everyone else, yes, is madly in love with him. The, yes, he is as nice uh, as everyone says, and um, it's sickening. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense that you can be that successful, that uh, charismatic, that talented, and also that nice. It's it, it's it's weird. You know what I mean? You it kind of annoys me. It yeah. annoys me. You're looking. Yeah, you need a, a little bit of sort of uh, you know dirt in the in the uh, oyster. Yeah, is that right? That's how the pearl comes. Yeah. That's how the pearl comes right. Yeah. So um, and he's just one big pearl. He's just a giant pearl with no <laughs> dirt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Don't. Him and Hugh Jackman, they both give each other a run for the money. Just, just some tea for me, please. Yeah, I've met you as well. He's a, a gent, yeah. an absolute gentleman. Uh, it's, it's awesome. like there's there's a specific brand of like Hollywood person. You're like, oh, you actually are just as nice as everyone makes out to be. There's no like silver lining. I know. <laughs> I think there must be some kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, portrait of Dorian Gray somewhere. You know, <laughs> but like it's just an, an evil, evil rock, an evil rock. <laughs> yeah, like an evil troll rock somewhere. Um, so, can you tell me a bit about how? Yourself and he, because I know this was, I understand it was a passion project of his for a long time. Yes. Um, how it came to land in your lap, because no yes. no offence to Mr. Merchant, but when you think of a massive wrestling biopic, you're not the first person who comes no, to the director. That's right. Um, well, yes, he saw it, a documentary about this family that was on British TV. I wish I could claim that I'd seen it. I didn't. Um, he was in London. He was filming Fast and Furious 6. Couldn't sleep. 
sees this documentary about this crazy family of wrestlers from Norwich. I uh, didn't know anything about wrestling, uh, had no interest in wrestling. Um, he sent me the documentary. He was looking, I think, for someone with a, a sort of British voice and sensibility sure. to, to kind of turn it into a film. And um, he uh, he sent it to me. I sat down, if I'm honest, thinking, oh, this is a bit of me a chore wrestling, not interested. And um, but you do what The Rock tells you if he sends you a documentary, you watch it, you, know, yeah. you, you don't muck around. Yeah. And um, I just fell in love with this family. I just completely went over to them. Um, I loved the, the, the dynamics between them, particularly between this brother and sister. Um, the uh, this sense of this girl going off. Thank you. This woman going off alone at the age of 18, 4,000 miles from home. None of this sort of, none of the support network around her. Thank you. That she'd had all these for all these years, trying to live this dream for herself and for her family, um, feeling like an outsider and an oddball. Um, and also, this young brother got left behind, and kind of how do you pick up the pieces? It just seemed like it had a lot of meat on the bone, mm. you know. And so, even though, as you say, it's not, I'm not the obvious fit. Um, in a strange way, I am because in the end, everything I do is about character and about sort of humour arising out of the situation and the characters and the world. I like worlds that aren't too fantastical and magical and surreal and strange. I like kind of something that feels grounded, and and that's sort of what this story needed to be. Yeah, like I, a couple of things that I want to comment on. One, congratulations on um, the portrayal of a brother and sister relationship because obviously it's based on real life, so it's easier to kind of film it that way. But it is one of the more realistic cinema brother or sister relationships right, I've right. seen, where there is like I have sisters and brothers where I'm like. <sighs> sometimes yeah. I want sometimes to you kill you and sometimes them. you're the only thing in my whole life and you're the only thing that can help me get through the right. day and I thought that relationship between the two of them was nailed perfectly so congratulations on that well I think you, sp you speak to siblings in a way that you never would anyone else you can no. be a lot more honest and blunt yeah. in a way that you probably would never even be with a close close friend mm. yeah and sometimes they are your best friend which well, is well that's it that's yeah. it yeah. Uh, but the other thing was um, when I knew it was a WWE kind of production that there was mm. their money behind it was like I wonder if it's going to uh, pull the punches a bit, like mm. where they, they wouldn't want to sully the name of one of their big wrestlers. They wouldn't got, wanted to go too dark. But I did find that this movie did go to some dark places that I, I certainly didn't expect it to go. Like, was bracingly honest with some of the darker corners, and I fully appreciated that. But were you surprised that the WWE were that kind of no, no? You you got to town and you 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 tell the honest, or were you were you anticipating them to go? pump the brakes on, you know, the darker side. Well, it's strange because it began life with film four. It was where we were developing it. We, we, we had to um, get the WWE involved for because um, they sort of own certain aspects of the story and the, her image rights and things like that, or at least within the WWE part of the universe. And then they, they wanted to contribute money and, you know, it was very hard to get films financed. So you're like, we'll take your cash, great. Mm. But yes, you're conscious, you're thinking, are they going to kind of... Um, interfere or make us present them in a certain way and they never did they didn't put any restrictions very very sort of odd small restrictions like apparently you have to say WWE not the WWE right just weird little kind sure. of nuances like that but they weren't they didn't kind of give um, criticisms on the script and make me change things and everything to me because I didn't know anything about WWE it, it wasn't in the end to me it it wasn't about the WWE, in the sense that it wasn't about the 
the intricacies, the history, the mechanics of that really. It, the WWE to me represented um, like you'd find in a, in a musical Broadway yeah. or Hollywood. Like it was this giant American dream factory. That was what it sort of represented for the family and for, and for me in the story. Yeah. And it's not, so I wasn't trying to kind of dissect it. Or, or examine it, you know, because that, to feel like that was another, that's another film, really. Um, to me, what was the core of it was just this, this family and their desire to be part of that world, and and so to me, it was just this. It was almost like a nebulous idea. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it's actually a real organisation is almost here and there to me. You know what I mean? I could, it could have, I could have almost made up a wrestling company right. in my mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it's what it represented for for the family. Yeah in real life and, and in the story more than what it is in real life if that makes sense yeah absolutely it totally makes sense yeah. um, in terms of the casting I think you nailed it in, in everyone that you got involved I thought everyone in it was fantastic Florence was amazing in the title role uh, but the one that stuck out for me was uh, Lena Headey right. who I was because yeah. we're so used to seeing her in a certain way and she was hilarious yeah, in yeah, this film yeah, and yeah. obviously that's some of that's down to your script and some of it's down to her performing oh, that script so, yeah. um, what like, I guess like everyone knows her as you know Queen Cersei. Like, is yes. is that a tough sell to be like this evil evil well, woman is going to be this lovely friendly comedic well, between mother? Between you and I, I haven't seen much Game of Thrones, so I didn't have that preconception. Right. Weirdly, in the same way, I didn't have any preconceptions about WWE because I didn't know anything about it. You know, and so um, my only. I, she came in, obviously I knew who she was and I'd seen her work, work stuff she'd done before but I didn't have this association mm. with her as a particular thing so um, so she came in and she was very eager to uh, do the project, she'd seen the documentary, she'd read the script and she auditioned for me like any other actor would, which is not something she needs to do but yeah. I think you know, to both convince me and herself that she was the right fit for this and she was just so like all the actors in this they really were gung-ho you know they knew they were going to have to get in the ring throw themselves around they knew they were going to do these sort of these, you know these basing these characters on real people and changing their accents and all sorts of things and um, she was just so like the real mother she, she has a toughness and a steeliness but she also has a warmth and, yeah. a, and a playfulness as well you know which, yeah. which is what the real woman has which is what Lena brings and you, I get you, since you said yourself you weren't really bothering her for Game of Thrones spoilers. I but wouldn't know what to ask. Yeah, you know? was it? Well, everyone else must have been now. It's like tell us how it ends. Possibly, but it's, it's weird <laughs> to me. I don't understand that urge. Why would you watch five or six series and yeah. want to know what happens before it happens? I just, yeah, you don't like read the last page of the book. So. No, I mean I know some people do. I mean I've heard people say they have to read the end of the story before they read the whole book because they're worried that if what they drop dead before they they. Uh, some people do that. People do that, which is odd to me because I feel like. Um, if you're dropping dead, that, the, the ending of the book's the least of your concerns. <laughs> yeah. But um, and just in um, there's a, there's a fight scene in this that I thought was fantastically well done. The the bar brawl, yeah, which was yeah. uh, far more physical than because we know the theatrics of right. WWE, but that that felt like grounded and gritty. Were you like? Right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get dirty with this like massive barbell well, scene. It was, it was because I wanted to contrast the the artificial stage wrestling with this, with this real violence, mm. which has been part of that family's real life. You know that they wrestle in the ring, but they've had there's been violence outside the ring. You know, and the father was in and out of jail in the early in the early part of his life for violence, and one of the brothers has had issues with it, and. Um, 
so I didn't want to shy away from, from that darker part of their story, you know. Um, and so, you know, the real brother told me that he did spiral into some dark places once he got rejected. And so um, I, I sort of wanted the, something visceral to kind of snap you out of the, you know, and remind you of the sort of real world consequences, yeah. right, of, of uh, failure and of people who, you know, are struggling with demons, whether it's aggression or temper or whatever else. And now that you are best mates with The Rock and you have done a fantastic action scene, I assume he will ask you to do Fast and Furious 10. Well, of course, that would that would involve a lot of car stunt work. And yeah. I don't know that I've proven myself yet well, with my car stunts. Like, I think, I think um, you know, if, if he wants to do perhaps um, a remake of uh, Stallone's Over the Top, the arm wrestling oh, movie, yeah. the arm wrestling <laughs> prison movie, then um, I'm feel comfortable with that one. And is there anything like off the back of this? If someone were to offer you, be like, that's my dream franchise. That's what I would love to get involved in next. Well, I um, I think of all the of all the franchise thing, of all the kind of, for instance, of all the superhero characters, my favourite remains Batman. Yeah, and I and I'm kind of intrigued by this next one because I like the gritty. Uh, detective version of Batman. Me too. You know, yeah. and that's the version I'd like to see, which I think is perhaps where they're going next. And so that's if I was going to do anything, that was. The, I, I like Batman when he's as human as he can be. You know, yeah. he's a man in a suit uh, doing avenging yeah. crime, as yeah. opposed to, you know, Batman like Superman in a, you know, kryptonite or whatever. Sure, that's. Uh Let's involve him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, Rory, not that I would ever call you a liar, oh. but I can safely say you weren't lying when you said Stephen Merchant is a lovely man. And that he answered yeah. my questions. And he that he did. answered your questions. He that you asked him questions and that he gave you answers. Proof. <laughs> Definitive wow. proof. I don't know why we had to ask Stephen Merchant if The Rock's lovely because mm. Justine is going out with Yeah, he's, he's really sweet. Valentine's Day, like, we had quite the day. What did you get up to? Well, he got me a box of chocolates, very original. Rocklets. Rocklets. <laughs> and I bought him some rock from Knock in nice. Ireland. You know, the big sticks. And he had never had that before, so that was lovely for him. That's lovely. You two make yeah. a really lovely couple. <laughs> we do. Just like, <laughs> just like Rory and... Happiness we obsessed we actually Rory. played rock, paper, scissors, and he always picks rock. It's this cute thing So predictable. Yeah, he's, but like, yeah. Yeah. Let him win. Look, I suppose the odd time I do. Uh-huh. I'm not going to let him win every time because, come on. Yeah, because then you you can only pick paper every time. Yeah, and sometimes I want to be the scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, hope you enjoyed the interview. And, I forget uh, what we were talking about. It was, it was the Stephen Merchant interview, which happened. <laughs> Fighting, with, Fighting With My Family is out in cinemas now. Uh, as we said, the full review is that up really there. spun out. Yeah, it's like, where are we going? <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, so you can check out the full review up on the main show. And uh, yeah, we'll see you back here for another bonus feature. We'll see you back next week on the main show. And uh, yeah, that's it for this week's Bonus feature. Why did you say that thing about the sausage? You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe, brought to you by Omniplex Cinemas.